Good day! This is Mythologia Stories, a podcast that reads mythological stories. These stories reflect the different value systems of people from all over the world. But these stories, at the core, are really just fun to read. So relax everyone, smile widely, and let's start our storytelling session. First tale is a tale from the Tinguan tribe from Abra, Philippines. Our source material is the book Philippine Folk Tales that has been compiled and annotated by Mabel Cook Cole. It was published in Chicago by AC McClurge and Company in 1916. The book can now be accessed for free at www.cottenberg.org. The Tinguan tribes are natives who inhabit the rugged mountain region of northwestern Luzon. According to Ms. Cole's introduction, From time immemorial, they have been zealous headhunters, and their stories teem with references to customs and superstitions that are connected with their practices. In order to appreciate these tales to the fullest extent, we must understand the point of view of the Tinguan tribe. For him, they embody all the known traditions of the first times of the people who inhabited the earth before the present race appeared, of the ancient heroes and their powers and achievements. In these tales, he finds an explanation of and reason for many of his present laws and customs. The first tale is entitled Apunibulinayan and the Sun. One day, Apunipulinayan and her sister-in-law went out to gather greens. They walked to the woods to the place where the sisiklet grew, for the tender leaves of this vine are very good to eat. Suddenly, while searching about in the underbrush, Apunipulinayan cried out with joy, for she had found the vine and she started to pick the leaves. Pull as hard as she would, however, the leaves did not come loose, and all at once the vine wound itself around her body and began carrying her upward. Far up through the air, she went until she reached the sky, and there the vine set her down under a tree. Apunibulinayan was so surprised to find herself in the sky that for some time she just sat and looked around. And then, hearing a rooster crawl, she arose to see if she could find it. Not far from where she had sat was a beautiful spring surrounded by tall betel nut trees whose tops were pure gold. Rare beads were the sons of the spring, and the place where the women set their jars when they came to dip water was a large golden plate. As Apunibulinayan stood admiring the beauties of the spring, she beheld a small house nearby, and she was filled with fear lest the owner should find her there. She looked about for some means of escape and finally climbed to the top of a betel nut tree and hide. Now, the owner of this house was in Init, the sun, but he was never at home in the daylight, for it was his duty to shine in the sky and give light to all the world. At the close of the day when the big star took his place in the sky to shine through the night, Init returned to his house, but early the next morning he was always off again. From her place in the top of the betel, betel nut tree, Apunibulinayan saw the sun when he came home at evening time, and again the next morning she saw him leave. When she was sure that he was out of, sh- of sight, she climbed down and entered his dwelling, for she was very hungry. 
She cooked rice, and into a pot of boiling water she dropped a stick which immediately became fish, so that she had all she wished to eat. When she was no longer hungry, she lay down on the bed to sleep. Now late in the afternoon, Iniinit returned from his work and went to fish in the river near his house. And he caught a big fish. While he sat on the bank cleaning his cotch, he happened to look up toward his house and was startled to see that it appeared to be on fire. He hurried home, but when he reached the house, he saw that it was not burning at all, and he entered. On his bed, he beheld what looked like a flame of fire, but upon going closer, he found that it was a beautiful woman fast asleep. Iniinit stood for some time, wondering what he should do, and then he decided to cook some food and invite this lovely creature to eat with him. He put rice over the fire to boil and cut into pieces the fish he had caught. The noise of this awakened Apunibulinayin, and she slipped out of the house and back to the top of the betel nut tree. The son did not see her leave, and when the food was prepared, he called her, but the bed was empty and he had to eat alone. That night, Iniinit could not sleep well, for all the time he wondered who the beautiful woman could be. The next morning, however, he rose as usual and set forth to shine in the sky, for that was his work. That day, Apunipulinayan stole again to the house of the sun and cooked food, and when she returned to the battle nut, Trisha left rice and fish ready for the sun when he came home. Late in the afternoon, Ininit went into his home, and when he found pots of hot rice and fish over the fire, he was greatly troubled. After he had eaten, he walked a long time in the fresh air. Perhaps it is done by the lovely woman who looks like a flame of fire, he said. If she comes again, I will try to catch her. The next day, the sun shone in the sky as before, and when the afternoon grew late, he called to the big star to hurry to take his place, for he was impatient to reach home. As he drew near the house, he saw that it again looked as if it was on fire. He crept quietly up the ladder, and when he had reached the top, he sprung in and shut the door behind him. Apunibulinayan, who was cooking rice over the fire, was surprised and angry that she had been caught. But the sun gave her battle nut, which was covered with gold, and they chewed together and told each other their names. Then Apunibulinayan took up the rice and fish, and as they ate, they talked together and became acquainted. After some time, Apunipulinayan and the sun were married, and every morning the sun went to shine in the sky, and upon his return at night, he found his supper ready for him. He began to be troubled, however, to know where the food came from, for though he brought home a fine fish every night, Apunipulinayan always refused to cook it. One night, he watched her prepare her, their meal, and he saw that instead of using the nice fish she had brought, she only dropped the stick into the pot of boiling water. Why do you try to cook a stick? asked Iniinit in surprise. So that we can have fish to eat, answered his wife. If you cook that stick for a month, it will not be soft, said Iniinit. Take this fish that I caught in the net, for it will be good. But the Punibilinayan only laughed at him. And when they were ready to eat, she took the cover off the pot, and there was plenty of nice, soft fish. The next night and the next, Apunibulinayan cooked the stick, and Ininit became greatly troubled, for he saw that though the stick always supplied them with fish, 
it never grew smaller. Finally, he asked the Punibulanayan again why it was that she cooked the stick instead of the fishy broth, and she said, Do you not know of the woman on earth who has magical power and can change things? Yes, answered the son, and now I know that you have great power. Well then, said his wife, do not ask again why I cook the stick. And they ate their supper of rice and the fish which the stick made. One night, not long after this, Apunipulinayan told her husband that she wanted to go with him the next day when he made light in the sky. Oh no, you cannot, said the sun, for it is very hot up there and you cannot stand the heat. We will take many blankets and pillows, said the woman, and when the heat becomes very great, I will hide under them. Again and again, Ininit begged her not to go. But as often she insisted on accompanying him, and early in the morning they set out, carrying with them many blankets and pillows. First, they went to the east, and as soon as they arrived, the sun began to shine, and Apunibulinayan was with him. They traveled toward the west, but when morning had passed into noontime and they had reached the middle of the sky, Apunibulinayan was so hot that she melted and became oil. Then Iniinit put her into a bottle and wrapped her in the blankets and pillows and dropped her down to earth. Now one of the women of Apunibulinayan's town was at the spring deep in water when she heard something fall near her. Turning to look, she beheld a bundle of beautiful blankets and pillows, which she began to unroll, and inside she found the most beautiful woman she had ever seen. Frightened at her discovery, the woman ran as fast as she could to the town, where she called the people together and told them to come home at once to the spring. They all hastened to the spot, and there they found Apunibulinayan, for whom they had been searching everywhere. Where have you been? asked her father. You have searched all over the world and we could not find you. I have come from Pindayan, answered Apunibulinayan. Enemies of our people kept me there till I made my escape while they were asleep at night. All were filled with joy that the lost one had returned and they decided that the next one they would perform a ceremony for the spirits and invite all the relatives who were mourning for Apunibulinayin. So they began to prepare for the ceremony and while they were pounding rice, Apunibulinayin asked her mother to prick her little finger where it itched and as she did so, a beautiful baby boy popped out. The people were very much surprised at this, and they noticed that every time he was bathed, the baby grew very fast so that in a short time, he was able to walk. Then they were anxious to know who was the husband of Apunibulanayan, but she would not tell them, and they decided to invite everyone in the world to the ceremony that they might not overlook him. They sent for the betel nuts that were covered with gold, and when they had oiled them, they commanded them to go to all the towns and compel the people to come to the ceremony. If anyone refuses to come, grow on his knee, said the people, and the battle nuts departed to do as they were bidden. As the guests began to arrive, the people watched carefully for one who might be the husband of Apunibulanayan, but none appeared and they were greatly troubled. 
Finally, they went to the old woman, Alukuten, who was able to talk with the spirits and begged her to find what town had not been visited by the battle nuts, which had been sent to invite the people. After she had consulted the spirits, the old woman said, You have invited all the people except any in it who lives up above. Now you must send the battle nut to summon him. It may be that he is the husband of Bapuni Bulinayan, for the Sisiklat vine carried her up when she went to gather greens. So Betel Nut was called and bidden to summon any in it. The Betel Nut went up to the house, who was in his house, and said, Good morning, son. I have come to summon you to a ceremony which the father and mother of Bapuni Bulinayin are making for the spirits. If you do not want to go, I will grow on your head. Grow on my head, said the son. I do not wish to go. So the battle nut jumped upon his head and grew until it became so tall that the sun was not able to carry it, and he was in great pain. Oh, grow on my pig, begged the sun. So the battle nut jumped upon the pig's head and grew, but it was so heavy that the pig could not carry it and squealed all the time. At last, the sun saw that he would have to obey the summons, and he said to the battle nut, Get off my, my pig and I will go. So Inid came to the ceremony. And as soon as Apuni Bulinayan and the baby saw him, they were very happy and ran to meet him. Then, they knew, then the people knew that this was the husband of Apuni Bulinayan, and they waited eagerly for him to come up to them. As he drew near, however, they saw that he did not walk, for he was round. And then they perceived that he was not the man, but the large stone. All her relatives were very angry to find that Apuni Bulanayan had married the stone, and they compelled her to take off her beads and her good clothes, for they said she must now dress in old clothes and go again to live with the stone. So Apuni Bulanayan put on the rocks that they brought her, and at once set out with the stone for his home. No sooner had they arrived there, however, than he became a handsome man, and they were very happy. In one moon, said Asan, we will make a ceremony for the spirits, and I will pay your father and mother the marriage price for you. These pleased Apunibulanayan very much, and they used magic so that they had many neighbors who came to pound rice for them and to build a large spirit house. Then they sent oiled betel nuts to summon their relatives to the ceremony. The father of Bapuni Bulanayan did not want to go, but the betel nut threatened to grow on his knee if he did not. So he commanded all the people in the town to wash their hair and their clothes, and when all was ready, they set out. When they reached the town, they were greatly surprised to find that the stone had become a man, and they chewed the magic betel nuts to see who he might be. It was discovered that he was the son of a couple in Apunibulinayan's own town, and the people all rejoiced that this couple had found the son whom they had thought lost. 
They named him Apunitulao, and his parents paid the marriage price for his wife, the spirit house nine times full of valuable jars. After that, all danced and made merry for one moon. And when the people departed for their homes, Iniinit and his wife went with them to live on the earth. The Tale of Apunibulanayan and the Sun Thank you for listening to Mythologia Stories, a podcast that reads mythological stories. For more of these stories, please subscribe. Bye!